0: Finding quiet space, now a shared family dance. Tiptoes, muted steps. This is Humans of the Hospital. Stories about more than medicine. Straight from, say, a patient, visitor, nurse, or barista. Today's storyteller is a medical writer who shares a haiku about relief and worry. Relief for the family she has home, and worry for those who aren't. There's laughs, an old tornado, and even reminders of 9-11. What I do is I help anyone in the the health and sciences organization where I work, write for publication or present at conferences or create a message that allows other people to understand their science. So it's kind of like an editor and kind of like a coach. And also I really help people figure out what they want to say. So I have four children. And one of my daughters accused me of being secretly glad that all the chicks are back in the nest during this COVID pandemic. And this rings a little bit true. Although not for the reason she thinks, because I just want them around. One of them's a graduate student, one of them's a college sophomore, and one of them is a high school senior. Three girls and they've been very supportive companions to each other as we're confined in this house for months. When the graduate student develops her lesson plans and kind of runs them past, the other two will chime in with ideas about how to how to teach high schoolers or how to teach middle schoolers which is her area and when the high schooler gets lost in her ipad just endlessly really looking up I, I don't even know what TikTok videos the other two will will say hey come on let's go for a walk or let's go for a run and she'll exercise with them and because they're they're occupying each other it allows my husband And me to have mental energy and get our work done too. Because since there are five of us in this house confined together, it can be challenging to be thinking about work, but also be wondering what, what are the girls doing? It's totally silent in this house. Are they getting anything done? I still worry. And our, our son is married, he lives in Nashville. And he's a musician and a teacher, but he's far, far away from us. So I I do worry about him. This spring, a tornado hit his old neighborhood. And he, as I said, is, is married. And he and his wife live in a different neighborhood now, but all the places that he used to hang out were destroyed in the tornado. And his wife is a PACU nurse, so she's on the front lines in the hospital system where she works. And I worry about them, of course. So what my daughter that's here, the one who accused me of being glad that the chicks are in the nest, what she doesn't really understand is that I'm not just happy that they're home because she thinks I'm always happiest when they're home, which is true. I'm grateful because I know where they are and that they're safe and that they're not exposed to the pandemic and all the dangers of the world. I would never have wished for this in a million years, but I am so grateful and glad that I can see them every day and know they're safe, even if it's just for the moment, just today. Here's my haiku. Finding quiet space, now a shared family dance. Tiptoes, muted steps. I, I thought it was great that we were given the opportunity to write a haiku for many years. When I teach writing classes, scientific writing, technical writing, Business writing, any kind of writing class, I always make people write a haiku. And I thought this was a brilliant idea that only I had thought of. And then I found a website called Saiku where scientists explain their science using haiku. (laughs) I thought, oh, no, I'm not really, I'm not really original. Haiku allows you to distill your ideas down to a a few syllables and and the fact that it's so confined allows you to really zero in on your thoughts and your your main message. So in my house we only have three doors that separate people from each other other than bathrooms. So there are three bedroom doors and then the rest of the house is open. It's very hard to explain this. But what that means is when you have five people who are trying to get work done, and you have three doors, people end up in the closet, or or in the bathroom on on calls or on their computer. And it's it's exactly what the haiku described, which is a, a shared family dance because we will have moments where people will be tiptoeing around with their laptop and their their headphones on trying not to confront any other people on their phones and their laptops. So that's the haiku. <sighs> wow. I guess I'm feeling a lot of uncertainty about the future. I think we're all feeling that. I feel some grief, which I think everybody's feeling about things we are not doing and not able to do. So my daughter will not graduate from high school. They're establishing some sort of virtual high school graduation in Philadelphia. And it makes me very sad for her because she goes to a creative and performing arts high school where this spring would have been all about showcasing all of their creative and performing arts. And I mean, their their school mascot is a Pegasus. <laughs> it just tells you about the nature of that school. And she's home. So it makes me grieve for her and for the lost opportunities of being I mean she's a senior and she said to me I'm not sure if I'll go to college next year if it's going to be virtual because I don't want to be in a virtual setting I think that's that's true for a lot of high school seniors entering college they're not sure what what comes next for them and I I guess looking at this, this moment in time, I see shades of September 11th where we have sort of life before September 11th and life after September 11th. And I think we'll, we will look back at this pandemic and have life before and life after. And it's hard not to grieve for a time when people felt free to just walk around and, and see each other's faces and not be worried about germs all the time. And one last thing on that. My grandfather came from Ireland back in, I don't know, I don't know when he came. But he lived in Ireland in 1918-19. And our family has been reflecting on this because we, we, he was a germaphobe. He was obsessed with germs. And it's one of the things we remember about him is that he was very, very picky about what we would touch. And if we went out with him in New York City, he was very conscious of our our not touching anything. And I don't wanna be that. I don't wanna be that crazy old grandmother who's constantly saying, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that. But we'll all be that person, I think. We'll we'll all end up being really careful about what we touch from now on. This story was made in partnership with JeffersonCovidStories.com. That said, none of this represents Jefferson Health. We'd love for you to stay connected to more human stories like these. So hit subscribe on your favorite app. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening to Humans of the Hospital. Find all the human stories at soundcloud.com slash humans of the hospital. Reach out to us for ideas and questions at humans.hospitals at gmail.com.